Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug here talking all things Disney. And if you are new to the show, you are in for a treat. We have a special guest. In fact, if you haven't, go back to episode 95. It is our number one most listened to show in 2018. One of our top almost five shows of all time. That is where we interviewed Kent Mullins. He did the Parkology WDW 47 he finished it, and that was back before Toy Story Land, Doug. Yeah, Now we it have was. two more attractions that you have to get in there. It's a whole new game. Kent, joining us again, who did the run, what, about a week, two weeks ago? Yeah, it was about a week ago. A week ago today. Thanks for having me again, guys. Good talking to you all again. Man, it, the last, last episode we had you on was seriously one of my favorites. You had me on the edge of my seat, and I even knew the outcome, so... Today, we're going to get to talk about round two of this WDW 47. And so first off, give a quick overview of what Parkology has done and why you like to do it. The Parkology Challenge, as it's now, that's now kind of phrased, is basically an attempt to ride every moving attraction in all four parks in Walt Disney World in one single day using no cheats, no extra help everything that's available to a common guest and to do it in one normal operating day. So one normal operating day, that means this takes a lot of planning. You want work the extra magic hour systems uh, when the parks stay late. Get, let me get this straight. There's You can't do this every day of the week, so you really only have a handful of days a year, and a lot of teams run. They kind of pick the days. Yeah, so... A lot of it goes into is park hours, and Disney will eliminate a lot of days right away, right off the bat, just with kind of their schedule. So there's a lot of us that watch a lot of crowd calendars and Disney calendars and make sure we're looking for these kind of special ingredient of hours that come together to make this, this all work. Let's backtrack just one second. You said every moving attraction, so that means... I don't have to do Finding Nemo, the uh, stage show Animal Kingdom, right? So no shows? However, no sh- moving ahead. attractions, does that count? The Carousel of Progress. The Carousel of Progress is definitely counts. Oh, okay. Because it moves. It, it, right? It's a rough 20 minutes where you sit there and watch that thing spin. Just oh, okay. sitting, watching the clock. I guess it's not as bad as Ellen's energy adventure. No. <laughs> not at all. Ellen's was feeling. tough. That's a 40 minutes of downtime there. Although you get your rest in. so, so It's a with, lot of staring at Twitter <laughs> while you're on it. 
Slot of what it is. Not even enjoying the attraction sometimes because you're thinking about what you're going to do next. A lot of planning goes into this. Some I know you did some test runs, maybe some single days at the parks, trying to figure out a good map. Again, this isn't something that you can just kind of tackle on, on, a, on a whim. As much as a lot of the stuff that we implement, anybody can do, it took some time of learning that correct mixture of crowd flows when parks open and and what line gets busy and then how does a line look after it maybe went down midday and comes back up and kind of the order you have to put it in. So there were a few days that I would come up with a plan in my head and then um, I'd go attempt it. And I'd only do like one park or I'd practice, you know, this park to this jump, meaning jump into another park. But there were a lot of days of just trial and error before you actually officially run. I would like to point out, normal people call it a hop, but can't so competitive, it's a jump, right? There's no slow hopping. It's all jumping. Sprinting to the car, jumping into the vehicle. Is that part of why you like to do this so much, Kent? It, it totally is. It's It originally started for me the first time I did it back in December as, as a, I want to just prove I can do it, you know? There haven't been a lot of people that have completed this challenge, um, so my first run, I became the 17th person that ever completed the challenge back in December. So after that, I did it in December, and then I was, you know, people are talking about it, people are doing it, you get the urge again, and then, you know, I, I want to be, be synonymous with this, you know? So I, I guess it's competitiveness and then pushing myself physically and mentally, it's, it's all part of the fun for me. While I was living vicariously through you, it's the most I've ever been on Twitter in one single day. Doug, I don't know you. I was like an armchair quarterback. Uh, I would be like, wait, why are you going there? I remember at one time you you uh, did uh, Rock and Roller Coaster and then skip Tower of Terror. And I'm like, why? It's right next to it. And I'm sure we'll dive into like your strategy. But just know I was in Nebraska yelling at my phone uh, trying to communicate with you come on kent what is so i was driving to chicago while michelle was in the passenger seat not navigating me through the perilous traffic of chicago but telling me where kent is at it wasn't hey exit here it was more important that oh he's got that one now and so that's what we were doing while he was running i was you know trying to get downtown chicago so that was a touch sketchy but uh yeah I survived, and so did Kent. So it was fascinating to watch. So when planning this, you talk about all the different things. So your first run versus your second run, what was the biggest difference as far as planning? Um, so for the second run, or this recent run, the big change is, is kind of what we discussed earlier. It's it's in the opening of Toy Story Land. Um, in planning this, it, it became apparent to me how much literally four minutes of ride time change the entire game altogether if you think about it you combine aliens and slinky dog it's four minutes of ride time and that forced you to rework your entire kind of plan on how to attack this so it was learning that was quite a bit of it and toy story's brand new so that's where all the crowds are going right now so you have to work around uh, kind of that mass of people and kind of that's probably why you had to start at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, absolutely. And those extra magics that, that they're doing right now at Hollywood Studios have been really key for this. Um, I know I was lucky enough to hang out with Doug when he was in town and 
I was glued to his Twitter those mornings just because yeah. I knew that he would update kind of what the crowd dynamics looked like in the morning. So, you know, if we remember and think back to when Pandora opened, you first few months, you would see the mm-hmm. Navi River Adventure line become an hour right after opening yeah. as Flight of Passage was sitting at three right at opening. So three hours. So we had to learn, was the crowd dynamics for for Toy Story Land going to do the same thing? And if that if it did do the same thing, that would have caused us to have to rework a completely Ugh. different plan. Fortunately, it did not. Let's all no. Let's all be glad about that. That if Alien Swirling Saucer would have had an hour wait within minutes of park opening, my gosh, this challenge might be uh, yeah. unable to do. That we'll talk about that when Star Wars Land opens up. If this challenge is still going to be possible, but what I really do like about this run is that there's a lot of teams involved, and uh, Parkeology kind of kept everyone. I think about a dozen teams roughly, and you had a partner, uh, which I thought was really cool. Because did you do it by yourself in December? I did. I ran by myself in December. And and now you had a partner. So give a shout out to her and then tell us a little bit about the dynamic going solo versus with someone. So a little bit of backstory was you guys kind of played matchmaker with my partner. So back in, in March when I did, uh, when I talked to you guys about my first run and through this challenge, I kind of made a comment at the end that I said, if I do it again... I think I would want to run with a partner. So, you know, this kind of got out into, into you know, the, the Twitter world and, and people listened. And uh, I had a few people reach out to me and said, hey, what do you think? And at that point, I was like, you know, I, I, you got to find the right match. This is mm-hmm. 18, 19 hours of hanging out with somebody in stressful situation where you got to mutually make decisions. So. I ended up finding, uh, I actually found a really good partner in somebody who's going to be a lifelong friend of mine in Christina. And Christina is, her kind of social media stuff is, is epic Disney escapes. So she is, uh, so they do a lot of Disney bounding. She's a very Disney-ite person. They go on these epic trips and chronicle the light. Please go follow her social media, guys. But she reached out to me and, uh, you know, like I said, the rest is history. Well, we'll definitely put a shout out to her Twitter handle mm-hmm. in the show notes. And yeah, I really loved all the videos you guys did together. And it was always good when you're jumping. Uh-huh. I got to follow along and I actually sent you some messages back and forth. So thank you for hitting I me up. I do remember those. The I do. Pre, the pre-run Twitter stuff between her and you that she was just throwing out there publicly was hilariously entertaining about reminding you to get gas and... I- uh I wish, I wish I could tell you that was all an act. She literally would private message me and be like, did you get gas? I, yeah. I literally was like, I love you, Christina. I've done this before. I promise you I can get through it. I promise. Well, there's gas stations on property. No big deal, right? You have time to spend. Yeah, no, yeah, time. He's got a couple cans of gas just sitting in the trunk just in case. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely, I will say, she definitely made sure we were prepared at every did, step. Did she really pack extra shoelaces? So she didn't really pack extra shoelaces. That was actually somebody tossed, like she brought that up and I was like, why would we need shoelaces? And so eventually we just settled on multiple pairs of shoes. There you go. That's yeah. smart. Got to yeah, be prepared. In case that shoelace breaks, you just throw out one shoe. It's kind of like the Tour de France. You know what? You have a problem with the seat or one pedal. 
you don't re- you don't fix it. You just toss that bike in the ditch, get a new bike, and you go. Same thing. So I will I will fess up to this, and she I harassed her about band aids because for the life of me, I'm like, why would I ever need a band aid? You know? And so then, sure enough, come about five o'clock at night, I'm like, hey, you got that band aid? Because oh. I had to use one, and I was like, and I felt like guilty even asking, but I'm like, I gotta have it. Way to man up and uh, ask one. Yes, I like that. Real men need Band-Aids. Hey, I carry Band-Aids into the park all the time. I'm like a Band-Aid mule for my family. And uh, even on, I think, even on our trip, Derek, I carried around Band-Aids. I don't think we needed them because we didn't do 47 attractions in one day. Not even close. Maybe 47 snacks for me, but not 47 attractions. So, so over, overall, it sounds like it's just so much better to have someone, a teammate, to do it with. Uh, you don't have to go crazy in your mind thinking about everything. Uh, can speak out loud and can bounce ideas off each other. So that, this is honestly the question I've gotten the most since now, since you know this is my second run and this time it's with a partner. Is is you know would you rather run it by yourself or run it with a pair? And honestly, it's. There are pluses and minuses to each one. So with a single person, it's you know obviously easier to pull fast passes. You're responsible for yourself. You know you don't have that. We kind of called it guilt. If you push for a decision, that ends up costing you. Hmm. Um, but, but all those things you just listed for a partner now is is so we have a partner. There's two people looking for fast passes. There's somebody to talk to and bounce ideas off of. There's somebody when you start to stress and get through the rigors of this challenge that can can balance you out and calm you down and it can go both ways because there are points in 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 mine and epic disney epic underscore disney's run that that she would calm me down because i would be freaking out and there would be times that i'd be like what do you stop we're good relax so it, it really was beneficial in that way so it's there's no wrong way in one or two and if anybody asks me i'll say you're you're not bad either way awesome well doug well, we could do this clear, together we you could and do I. It, but Michelle has already said there's no way on earth she would even attempt it with me, just for the record, just so it stays. She'll take one of the children and go. So She's you and I will be on a team, and then Michelle and Samantha. Michelle and Claire. There we go. We'll see how that no, goes. God, no. Claire is why I carry Band-Aids everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> take it about 10 minutes. Oh, no, right. Samantha would be the only choice. So I think we're ready Let's to go hear. in. I'm ready to the, hear about the, the day. The Let's run. get to it. The, jumping first off what time did you even get up to get in the car to get ready for this we stayed at uh, disney uh the 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 thriving just great resort of disney sports again um <laughs> i was up my alarm went off at four fifteen. um you know i hit snooze once or twice and i was actually in the car headed to hollywood studios at four 4.55 a.m. It's early. Yeah, it was way early. Um, go ahead. Were you the first one there? I was. So Christine and I were the first two there. We showed, we got there. After we parked and kind of walked up to the security gate, it was 5.15. So we were okay. standing there at 5.15. I knew it was early. You know, I think 5.30 is the safe number. But we, on that day, you know, you can't You're sleep anyway the night before. Yeah. No. You're leaving nothing. You want to eliminate any risk, you know, as much as possible. 
So we were there 5.15 bright and early. And it sounds like a few other teams were doing Hollywood Studios first. So that was kind of the your fellow rope droppers. Yep. And they, like I said, they all, they all weren't far behind us. So it's not like we were crazy early. But um, they weren't all far behind us. And, and in order for the day with our park hours on that day, you had to get in and get into Hollywood Studios first thing. Did you take a picture of where you parked everywhere this time? Oh, yeah. He forgot. I remember that last time. Yes. So my partner, um, she she decided to write in permanent marker on her hand, where did you park the car? And okay. she would always run when we parked, run to the end of the row and take a picture of the number. So okay. we, although I did have one car issue, which I'll admit to later in the run, Right. It was not because we lost the car. Okay, so you did not have to walk around at any point hoping to find your car like last time. No, right. that's, we, that's I conquered that that beast from the first run. All right, all right. So you're okay. at Hollywood Back Studios to waiting for it to open. Uh, it opens up the the rope drops, and I'm sure you're flying down to Toy Story. What is that like? So. You know, you get you get held in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard. Um, for anybody that ever goes and you want to be first, all I got to tell you is remember to stay right. Stay on the right side of the road, and as you're walking towards Toy Story Land, stay on the right. Um, so you, we, we obviously, we rope dropped it all the way down. We were literally the first two people in line for Slinky Dog, and we're on the nice. first train out. Nice. Everything was smooth right off of that onto Aliens. That was smooth to Toy Story Mania, knocked it out. Everything's just swimmingly according to plan. We then decide, you know, we have extra magic hours and we have in the morning from 7 to 8 at Hollywood Studios. And then we had an 8 a.m. extra magic hour at Magic Kingdom. So in our our minds, we were like, okay, we want to get that full kind of hour at Magic Kingdom to get on as many things as possible before the kind of max flow of the crowd comes in at 9 a.m., so we ran off of Toy Story Mania, and we ran, like, we're going to do one more, and we'll run over and do Rock and Roller Coaster. That will hold the biggest weight pretty much throughout the day. Well, apparently, we were so fast through Toy Story Land, we got to the rope at Sunset Boulevard, like, where they, they had a rope set up on Sunset Boulevard waiting for 7 a.m. Wow. to even let us back there. That's impressive. Double rope. Yeah. <laughs> Double rope. So we get to that rope. And we had to wait like five or six minutes, and we're all sweating profusely. And and uh, so then we let that rope open. We seven, and we get to Rock and Roller Coaster. And then, and then, like I said, to kind of answer your question, why we didn't hit Tower of Terror? Tower of Terror during the extra magic hour is kind of making you still watch the pre-show. So start to finish, we're looking at about a eight to nine minute if we just walk right on attraction. So eight to nine minutes, and making sure we were at that eight a.m. rope at Magic Kingdom. We was, knowing we had extra magic hours at night, we forego the last two attractions of Tower of Terror and Star Tours and made the, the jump or hop over into uh, the Magic Kingdom and actually beat that rope. We were standing in line there at 7.51. How was the drive? 80. Drive was smooth. Um, you got It was still early because, like I said, we were it was an 8 a.m. extra magic, so it was still 7-something as we're driving. Obviously, we made that that – that reservation at the contemporary that okay. we never went to um, oh, and kind of walked around on Burn over. Burn that $10. But, yeah, totally worth it. Totally worth it. The wave so, or Chef Mickey's, which one were you uh, potentially dining at? Always the wave. 
Always. Okay, always, always the wave. All right, good to so see you. Those, those reservations are there. I don't feel nearly as bad as taking one and only giving them $10. Um, so we, we kind of get over and we stand at that rope at 7.50 for 10 minutes. And at that point, every team that was in Hollywood Studios that morning is now standing beside us, which becomes a theme throughout this run is there were legitimately, of all the teams running, which were quite a few that day, there were three main contenders when, I, when, when we woke up. And, uh, and so we're standing at the rope, and we're all standing there together. So 8 a.m. starts, and you start the, the Magic Kingdom run. Um, I have a theory of Magic Kingdom, which I'll share with everybody. If you're trying to ride as much as you can get in, as fast as you can, is a, a line that has no weight that you can walk on is a lot better than trying to run that rope and be the first one into, say, Mine Train. Because even if you're a few people back, you're still going to be 10, 15 minutes to get through that attraction just because of the amount of people. So I, so instead of getting the e-tickets, I'd rather go hit every small ride, get five, six, seven of those in an hour, than supposed to hit two of the major rides that I can pull a fast pass for later. And the fast pass line later is still only going to be the same amount of time that is if I beat the rope there at 15 minutes. You said that, and that's an interesting strategy. I was playing armchair quarterback thinking about that one. I think you said it on, on one of your videos, and I was like, yeah, that kind of makes a lot of sense. So, so yeah, it, it, that, that honestly is a lot of people, and, and I've gone back and forth with quite a bit of people on this. But when you really see this, this, you have to ride basically a ride every 22 minutes throughout your day to stay on pace. So if you get beyond the 22-minute mark for an attraction, you got to start worrying. And you know some rides are 20-plus minutes, so you've got to counter it. And waiting in line is the death of any run. The more you wait, the more your run is just going to kill you. So you've got to do your best to minimize that as much as possible. So what was your first Fast Pass for and when? So my, my first Fast Pass was honestly, uh, it was set up at 9 to 10 a.m., it was a mine train fast pass, but we didn't use it until right at 10 a.m. Okay. Because we were, after we kind of blew through the, the smaller attractions starting in Tomorrowland, so Astro Buzz, Dumbo, Barnstormer, Teacups, Mermaid, um, we kind of like, and I learned something that day. I always learn stuff when I do this that I don't know before, no matter how much I practice, is apparently they hold a rope until 9 a.m. at the backside of Fantasyland by Haunted Mansion where they don't let yep. you pass it. Yeah. yeah, it's annoying. I had this bright idea. I'm going to be standing waiting to be the first one in line at Jungle Cruise, and I'm basically going to walk on everything in Adventureland without using a fast pass at 9 a.m. for the second rope drop of, of Magic Kingdom. That'd be and your fourth, fourth rope of the day. Of the day, yeah. Fourth so, rope. Yeah, so that's appropriate for the radio show in which you are on. Congratulations. Most road drops Thank in one you. day. Congratulations, Ken. Four. Yeah. Applause again. So we're waiting there, and then the long walk from basically the – was it? it's not Rapunzel. Um, is it Rapunzel? Yeah, the bathrooms. Bathrooms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So her, her bathrooms all the way down as they're walking us down, and then we had to get through it and get over to Jungle Cruise and walked on Jungle Cruise. So – not a lot of real drama in the morning. We had some struggles pulling a, a Splash Mountain Fast Pass. Um, and with a lot of rain in the morning, which made this run a lot different, difficult, things shut down. The train went down for about 40 minutes. Tom Sawyer's Island went down for about 40 minutes. So luckily, we just avoided storms and, and nothing outdoors that was in our plan 
um, we had to make we had to call some audibles, and we went over and got into the carousel progress, why kind of it was raining, just to give us a chance. But um, for the most part, we what we call Grail ran Magic Kingdom with minimal resistance. I mean, other than rain, wet feet, you know, few yeah. closures. But you, you pretty, skipped pretty over different. skipped over one thing that I think is important for you to mention is that is something you have to do on Main Street when you first get in there. That is kind of a big hurdle that people kind of could hold them up on. And what is that? Well, one of the major time markers in our run is is the Main Street vehicles on Main Street USA. They're little cars that go up and back. Mm-hmm. You got to get them. And their listed time is 9 a.m. to 10.15. And if you're not, not on one, game over. And that extra magic hour, they did run them during extra magic hours on the day. So... Luckily, when we walked in, we were on the first vehicle going up Main Street. Oh, not that's a win right nice. there. Yeah, so as soon as the rope's down, we're literally standing there, and the lady, I promise you, who's driving the vehicle was like, these guys are nuts. But we're like all like... No one's ever rope dropped this before. <laughs> we're like waving her down in like the little circle there, like, come on, yeah. come on, come on, right here. <laughs> but yeah, the Main Street like, vehicle's the death of many runs. Just like hailing a cab, right? And then uh, you uh, you did something on the vehicle that I uh, was surprised. You sang a song. And why was that? So this whole run, and kind of a little more backstory is, this whole run was scheduled for 49. Everything was supposed to be working. The, the river boat, Liberty Riverty boat was supposed to be working, and and no attractions were going to be down. And we are going to be tempting 49 rides. Well, the river boat has been down since January 3rd got extended two weeks before the run of the of last week or the 25th 20th sorry got extended to literally the end of august so there are all these teams i mean there are somewhere around 20 to 25 teams that have made plans and from people all over the country canada washington state new orleans from everywhere that have made airfares hotel reservations bought tickets and to have disney extend the riverboat crushed a lot of people's dreams luckily for me i'm local and i can adjust but i was officially out at that point i wasn't running because there's no need i've done 47 before i'm not running well luckily we had some benefactors step up who said hey guys we want to watch you run we like doing this we want to keep this alive what i'm going to do is i'm going to donate money to charity in y'all's name based upon how many rides you ride and i'll pay even more for a completion so we had a couple donors step up We've raised some good money. Um, a couple of charities have been involved. Uh, obviously, the Central Florida YMCA in Central Florida has actually gotten some benefit from it, as well as Give Kids the World, also here in Central Florida. Um, Give Kids the World is basically a place where terminally ill children are given their, their final wish to go spend seven days fully paid, everything you want, every park, any attraction. And it's also a village where they free food, free everything, just to hang out as these kids last wish. So, you know, now and I kind of let you know, as of today, when we're having this, they've, they, and I guess me included as part of it, even though mine was such a small portion, have raised over $20,000 for this charity. That's awesome. Doing yeah. this. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And we'll definitely put that link uh, in the show notes. And I know I've tweeted it and did the Facebook with it back when you were doing the run, try to get people uh the attention for the charity side of this that made it also fascinating. You guys also donated to us, and that, that is yeah. much appreciated, guys. You didn't have to do that. Thank you so much. Well, you know what? It was super entertaining to watch you. It was, like, cheaper than HBO, so really. 
I mean, better than HBO. That's what I meant to say. Yep. Not cheaper. Yeah. So kept me on the edge you. of my seats. Yeah, you're and so and like now I'm reliving everything on the vehicles. What did you do on the vehicle? Somebody decided to offer extra donation in your name if you sang Jingle Bells uh-huh. on a Main Street vehicle in July. Yeah. I was thoroughly against this practice because it's, this is serious business. This run yeah. stuff for me. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I did so much. sing a line of Jingle Bells begrudgingly. I did it for the kids. I did it for the kids. So I tell myself anyway. The, the it was embarrassing. Say thank you. It was. It, I, after meeting you, um, I now know how hard that had to be. Because like you, yeah, that was not uh, could not have been easy. So the kids say thank you for the extra like dollar fifty or whatever well, that. I don't even know. Like, I gave that to my partner. I'm like, anything that we're doing along the way, like, it's run first. But if there's something we're doing, you're you're responsible. So I know I took pictures with fake mustaches. I sang. I took, like, ride photos that were super. Um, it was just a mess. My, my kids loved it, by the way. Yep. Um, there was some giggling going on, possibly at your expense, Ken. Well, like you say, anybody that knows me knows how rough that stuff is for me. Uh-huh. So yes, so, thank you. the The kids, thank you. All right, moving back, on. Back to Magic Kingdom. Uh, grail run. Yep, Grail so run. We grailed Magic Kingdom, and we're out. Um, we're out of Magic Kingdom. But what was the time? Ahead. How how long was Ma- did you knock out Magic Kingdom? Six hours. So I I I left Magic Kingdom at one fifty five. I got in. There's people that don't room. even show up till one fifty five, and hey, you've already hey. done everything. There's questions everybody's saying right now while they're listening to this. Did you eat anything? And when did you go to the bathroom? I did not hear that. So, um, so important questions. I made one bathroom stop. Christina, my partner, um, was all over me about it. I made one bathroom stop throughout the day, and it was uh, it was a little later in the day. So we'll get to it. He hasn't peed yet. If we haven't, it's like a marathon. I used the bathroom yet. So um, people want to know. Also, Breakfast was had, so I had I had a, a McMuffin from McDonald's. I'll be honest, because it's right there as you leave the it resort is. Mm-hmm. on the way. Breakfast yes, is. champions, perfect. And that, and if you've never been to that McDonald's, you know that line usually wraps around the building. It seven does. Times. I'm just thinking that's a terrible idea, Kent. But, but at four something or five five something, I was the right? only car. That's fine. I was the only car. It was it's amazing to me. So um, I had that. Um, in the morning, Christina, obviously Christina at Epic Disney, she uh, she made sure we were prepared. So there were snacks, bottles of water, all in a backpack. So she was real big on making sure I stayed hydrated. That was her thing. You're staying hydrated. She's so, hooking you up I, to an IV as you jump yeah. from park to park. <laughs> Pretty much. She's like, are you ready to eat yet? Like she would ask me and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, give me something. Give me something. I'll eat. I'll eat. So she was definitely on top of nutrition. I ate a ton more this run than I ever ate ate during my run on the 6th of December. For the record, Lucky Doug, this is why this one. is why I could do a run because I just forget to eat naturally at, at I Disney would, World. And I would feed you the whole way through. It'd be my job and I'd I'd remind you bathroom and eating. So yes. I think we could do this. We Doug. could. I think so. Next time. If if I could just go on all the rides and not puke, then you know maybe it should count. There's drugs for that. Chloroform. We'll figure it out. So anyway, <laughs> Kent, you're out after uh, Magic Kingdom, where did you go? So now we're, we're, like I said, we're right at 2 o'clock, 6 hours, and now we've got to hit another time marker that's big in our day. 
So we have the infamous Rafiki Planet Watch train in Disney's Animal Kingdom. The last train leaves at 4.30. We still have plenty of time, but we know we got to get... We haven't solved the major flight of passage riddle yet. That's still a major factor in the runs. Now that it's no longer a rope drop, you got to have a fast pass or you got to kind of move it to the end of the night. So we knew that we were going to have to go back to Animal Kingdom at some point, but we still had to hit that train. So we left Magic Kingdom and we drove from, we literally ran from Splash Mountain to the Contemporary, which is a long way and I was very tired. Mm-hmm, that is. And then we, we drove from the Contemporary to the Animal Kingdom. That's a long drive, too. It is. It, it's real long. Like, we left, um, like, 1.55, we left. We got there right at almost, right at uh, 2.40 by the time we got over. I'm sorry, I'm looking. It was about 2.40 by the time we got over to Animal oh. Kingdom. And then it was a run from there to the train. The Rafiki oh, all train. All the way back. All the way, yeah. So we, it rained all morning. And we'd gotten through it. It was fine. So we decided, you know, all right, well, it's not going to rain again. The skies are clear. We're going to leave ponchos in the car. We're just going in to do one ride. So we're on the Rafiki train, and then the planets decide, or the clouds just decide to open up again, and it's like torrential Florida midday rainstorm. So we're on the train, no ponchos, and it is pouring. I just put on a new shirt coming out of Magic Kingdom, too. And now I'm sitting there, I'm like, I have a brand new shirt, I don't have a poncho, it's about to get soaked. Because literally, we just came for that train, and now we're running back to the car to get back over to Epcot. That train is really a hassle. I'm ready for it to go down then and uh, become, what? what's the next Zootopia. Tra- Zootopia. Yeah, do you have to get off of that train, or can you just sit on it and do the circle? You can just sit. Just once you uh, get on it, you get it right on there, and um, right there next to Kilimanjaro, and you can just sit and let it make the run. Okay, and, and so you you're just doing this one attraction. You're skipping Triceratops and trying to figure out uh, Avatar later. That's that's crazy to me because you spent 40 minutes driving there, running back. I mean, the the amount of time eaten up in that chunk uh, is, could be the game changer. Yeah, absolutely. And and some reasoning for that too. And I'll kind of I'll kind of spill some secrets. Is is that you have to understand? There's early closures in Epcot. So we have mm-hmm. seven seven o'clock early closures at Epcot yep. that we're not really concerned about, but they still loom. So it's not like we can sit there and grail or even partially run through Animal Kingdom and risk even risk those seven o'clock closures. So in our mind, we decided, okay, we're just going to hit this and we'll get out. We know we're going to eat some time here, but in our mind, better safe than sorry. We're playing a little defense at this point in the run. We got to get over to Epcot. And historically, Animal Kingdom at night empties out. The last hour and a half, two hours of Animal Kingdom, lines outside of Pandora, obviously, lines in the rest of that park just become non-existent. Even for Everest and stuff that you would think would have a bigger weight, they become non-existent. So you want to kind of attack that at night if you can. So our plan was get over to Epcot and get back. And then obviously we still have that, that looming flight of passage to... to work through all right so what time did you get to epcot got to epcot at 350 okay so we we're on the train at 301 we rode the train and got to epcot at 350 that train's about 16 17 minutes by the time you get on and off <laughs> so it's a, a long time 
it's a long time, and, and honestly, and not to, you know, it's a pretty pretty quick hop, hop jump for us, too, over to, to Epcot. And then Epcot is where all I was about ready to, to lose it. Oh, I know, I know one of the stories coming up. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, you're, you're in Epcot. This is where I really yep. started to follow you. So, so Epcot, Epcot's happening, and everything for the most part. We've dealt with some challenges, being rain and, and stuff jiggling, you know, jiggling around our plan, but nothing that's that's life or death at this point. Like we had a contingency for everything except for what's coming up. So we go, we get on, we get on Nemo first. Walk right on Nemo, right? We had a fast pass for Soren. Walk off of Soren, living with the land. Great. So weather in Florida and test track, test track goes down. Mm-hmm. It's the worst attraction mm-hmm. on property downtime. So test track was down. And why we're on living with the land, test track comes back up. So I'm looking at the radar and I'm like, I think we're going to be good on the weather, but you don't want to risk it. We didn't have to risk it. So we decided to forego journey into imagination, Figment, and just make the sprint across and go get on the test track. Because we had a we had a fast pass that we pulled um, in Animal Kingdom for a test track that converted to an anytime fast pass. So we were sitting on the anytime, and then we obviously pulled the Soren and, and whatnot. Test track comes up. We sprint over there. We use the fast pass on test track. You know, okay, we're good. We had a frozen fast pass that we pulled. We hop right on the frozen. Um, you know, the three amigos or three caballeros. Um, great. Everything's going according to plan. And then. We get off of Grand Fiesta, and we're like, all right, well, let's run over to to Figment. It's the straightest shot from here. Even We know we're going to have to zigzag a little bit. We, it's not ideal, but we got to. So we run all the way over. You know, Figment showing a 15-minute wait, which obviously is a walk-on in Figment language. Mm-hmm. So we walk up there, and the dreaded wall of cast members is standing out front. And it, I'm, I'm dying. So... We, the app's saying up, so part of you wants to believe as you're walking up to the wall of cast members that they're just congregating and they're really just, you know, they're operating. So we walk up and then the one guy jumps out of the, the like barricade line to like cut us off and goes, excuse me, um, we're closed. I was like, uh-oh. So it's, it's five, it's a little late five, so it's somewhere in the 550 range. Um, Figment closes at seven. We still have two rides in Figment. So we leave there and we, so now we got to think on our feet, right? We still got two rides. We run over to Spaceship Earth. We get in the ball. You know, that's 16, 17 minutes or whatever that is. And uh, Figment's still down. So now we're getting around the 6, 10 mark. And you're getting pissed on Twitter. I'm I'm loving it. Yeah. Furious because it's Figment, guys. Like, it's figment. Yeah. It never goes down. It's it's dumb. Like I could push the thing around the track. I'm gonna be mad about twenty <laughs> Like, and if if figment was broken, it was gonna be broken if, if it stayed broken. Like I was I was breaking a door down. Um, so I go and we go over to to Mission Space, and this is where I'm gonna hand it to Christina, our epic Disney on Twitter, is. She kind of like looked at me because I'm getting crazy eyes. I'm getting frustrated because now I see all this work to this point just crashed because of a dumb shoulder dragon. Like this is just you're a puppet for God's <laughs> sake. Like come on. 
she looks at me and she goes, it'll be fine. We still got time. We'll just go over there and sit. And if it comes up, it does. And she's like trying to be nice to me through it. So we, we ride uh, mission space and we're on it. We're on the, the, the easy side. And then we, we get out and I'm, I'm not even like in a, in a, a fast paced walk. Cause we get off. I immediately look at my phone. Figment's still down. And I'm like, it is 7:20 right now, or 6:20 right now. We have 40 minutes. This thing has been now down over 45 minutes. Are you kidding me? This is done. It's game over. We get about to the fountain on our way to Figment because literally we were just gonna sit right in front, like, and make them feel guilty if they didn't open the ride, like all the cast members. As we get to the fountain right there in the center of Epcot, all I hear is 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 my partner Christina look at me and go, it's up. And I go, what's up? And she goes, Figment's up. And I'm like, no, it's not. So we run over there, and sure enough, they got it up right around the 6.30 mark. But I, I, was, I was, and you can, you can vouch on Twitter and see, I was everything short of just cursing up a storm on Twitter. I was ready to lose it. That was great, oh. especially that yeah. ride. Out of all the, rides, all the rides, I don't know if I've ever seen Figment closed or even a line more than one person. Yeah, I mean, that would be like Figment or Nemo to ruin the run. That would oh, be like. Yeah. And that's oh. when your mind plays tricks on you when you're like, ah, after Soren, I should have ran, you know, went over there and I could just see you beat, beating yourself up. In hindsight, I should have I gone to Figment. And even at the time I was like, I looked at the weather app and I was in my back of my head. I was like, weather should be good. Test track should stay open. Let's just hit Figment while we're here. But again, you wanted to play some defense because we were moving. We had no real yeah. stress. Our day was working well. You had time, and so you always figured, like, okay, nothing's going to go wrong with Figment. Yeah. So we made, I, you know, Christine and I made the decision to go across the park. And in hindsight, it went down. Oh, man, it was bad. And that's a it long jaunt, by the way, especially, like, Soren and Figment all the way over to Test Track or all the way over to uh, even Frozen. Three Capybaras. Oh, yeah. my gosh. that's There's some walking time involved. Yeah, it was it was definitely a hot day too. Like it was up in the nineties. I was sweating through shirts so fast. Yeah, I, I mean, love one of my favorite posts you had was like, "Hey, I am changing shirts. I am not faking this with different like previous Twitter tags. Just <laughs> to let everyone know, I sweat a lot." That was one of my favorite videos ever. Heads up, guys! I promise you, I'm changing shirts. I'm not cheating. I promise. <laughs> So, all right, well, so, and it worked out. So you got them yeah. all in. Epcot's done. Figment was up. What time were you out of the park? I was out of the park shortly after 6.30, and I was on to my next attraction. Um, I posted Figment at 6.30, um, and then we posted our next attraction at 7.15 on the Kali River Rapids back in the Animal Kingdom. So we made we made a quick little jump. So it's probably about a 25-minute jump and then the or hop and then the walk slash speed walk into Kali. Um, I say all this with there are a lot of other teams running. So this is the point. There's a there's a I got to give them a shout out. The WDW brothers. Um, every time I saw them, they were in a full run everywhere. <laughs> I don't really run. Well, I'll power walk. There might be a time I, I you know I pick my feet up and put them down a little faster, but. It's, it doesn't doesn't stem far from there. And every time I saw these guys, full sprint. And if you look at the ride counts, because there are people that are following at home and posting ride mm-hmm. counts, and they had kind of our same path on the day. Ride counts don't mean everything, but when they're running the same, same path you're running, they mean a lot. So they were always 
every time I looked, like they were one ride or they had just posted the ride that we had just posted. And it was neck and neck. Um, they even met us. So we were tied going into the collie train. Like we get to the collie train. We're like, all right. In my mind, I'm like, all right, we put some distance. We'll be safe. And sure enough, they come run up the collie train. And I'm like, man, these guys are going to be on my tail all day. Um, so sure enough, we get into Animal Animal Kingdom at 7.15 uh, to post our collie. And then uh, they were, they think they posted their first one in there like 7.20. So like I'm looking at that and now the drama's coming in. Who's going to get to the, the end first? Mm. Barring everything stays open. So as you said, Dak, as I said earlier, Dak clears out at night. This night it's the busiest I think I've seen it at night. But yeah, kind of worked through. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. It went, it went Kali, Expedition Everest, um, Dinosaur, uh, my favorite dino spin or whatever it is. Triceratops, Triceratops spin. Yep. Yeah. Uh, At least you didn't have to luckily, go by yourself this time. And I, I had a female partner, so I think it made it less weird. But um, so we hopped on that, did the worst ride in Disney World, the Primeval Whirl. Still just kills me. Um, and sometimes so that line can get a little long too. Sponsored by it's sponsored by your chiropractors. chiropractors everywhere. Yeah. So I take that back. I had them backwards. It was Kilimanjaro Safari, then Expedition Everest. It wasn't the Kali. After we hopped off of Primeval, it was the Kali. Um, so I still haven't seen the brothers in this entire run, but I can watch them on Twitter, and they're right there with me. As we come off of Kali, sure enough, I still have Navi and Flight of Passage, and then two rides left at Hollywood Studios. I'm down to four at the end of my night. I remember this. I remember I was like, oh, my gosh, he's at four. Like I, I was following along, but I knew I knew you had the, the hardest attraction, and I was like, is it possible to, to get Flight of Passage in? So we... We, I magically had the greatest, I'd say, fast pass pull of my day. Right at, as I'm literally on the lift hill of Expedition Everest, I pull a 9 p.m. Navi River journey. Um, for a 10 o'clock close, the last fast pass for Navi is 9, 8, is 9 p.m. So whatever reason, I'm lucky and get that pull at 9 p.m. If not, that was going to sit at a 50-minute wait per the signs, probably more like 30. Um, and then I still had Expedition Everest I still had to clear. But, you know, I'm not fully stressed at this point because – we're, we're on pace. So we, we run to Navi because I see the brothers running on to Kali as we're running, running away from it. And I'm like, uh-oh, they're tied and they can beat me in a foot race any day. Like, I can't even win that. Um, so we run over to Navi, get on Navi, um, which I want to, like, get out and push that boat, too. At this point in your <laughs> night, nothing moves fast enough. Nothing can move. You don't care about way. animatronics. You don't even care about the ride. No, I just want to get off. I, I want to sit down. I want it to move, and then I want it to get off. Like that's all. Any I care stroller about. that's in front of you, you're about to throw in the air. Oh, parents walking with it is. It is. Put your I, kid in the stroller, right? Don't let the kid walk and hold their hand and push the stroller. Get them in the stroller if you have it, right? Yes. Yes, and just be mindful of the big, you know, 265 pound guy that's running up behind you. That's like, come on, just let me go. Just let me go. Like I'll be out of your way. Um, don't, don't, don't try to be a hero in this moment. Okay. Um, but as I've said before, this, this run, they have so much of an emotional roller coaster you go through. You go from the highest of highs, to the lowest, the lowest, the lows, and it flips on a, on a dime, just flips. So like, you're like, Oh, it's easy, smooth sailing. And then figment of all things goes down. 
Um, smooth sailing, often you can't pull a, a, a splash mountain fast pass and it's raining outside. Like, how does that work? Who wants to get wet when it's already raining? Um, I know that's the inverse, but most people avoid it. So it, 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 you're, this mental drain is now catching up. You're tired, you're hot, you're sweaty, you're, you're sweat through. For me, it was my third shirt of the day. I'm sure I smell just lovely at this point. I mean, obviously, I put deodorant on a couple times, but I feel sorry for anybody standing next to me because I just feel sticky and gross, and I had since, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, anyway, get off of Navi, and then we run over to Flight of Passage and get in line. We get in line at Flight of Passage at 9.15, and then that was the moment in my head I was like, everything just has to stay open. If everything stays open, we've got this. How, how long so, was the wait at Flight of Passage by that time? An hour and 35 minutes. That's actually not really that bad. It's been, it can push two hours there towards the end of the night even. People try to get that in before park close. Yeah, it, we caught it that law before like the, the show lets out, uh, the Rivers of Light, and kind of they kind of filter over uh, there. Oh, yeah. And of course, at this point, I'm looking for the brothers because I know they got to be close and I don't see them in front of me in line. And so I'm like, and there's like a gap. Like it was, I probably stood there. It felt like 15 minutes to me, but it was probably like five to where like two people got in line behind me and nobody else came. So I'm not, I'm competitive. I, I admit it. I'm like, nobody else came and I'm like, they're going to come running up here any second. And then we're in a foot race and I lose. Like I just knew it. And uh, luckily they got pushed back about 10 minutes behind me. Um, so it kind of gave us a cushion, but waited the hour and 35, got on flight of passage, um, got off flight of passage. Two rides left, Hollywood Studios, extra magic hours. What can go wrong, right? And what time are you getting so, to Hollywood Studios by now? Uh, it's We got to Hollywood Studios right around 1130. But before we get there, what could go wrong, right? So as I mentioned earlier, I had a car problem. As we're walking to my car, uh-oh, can't, can't find his keys. Yeah. You can find the car, but not your keys this time. Yes. I, I think she needs to drive next time, Ken. <laughs> Somebody does, right? So Christina looks at me and she's like, you're joking. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not joking. Like, I, I, I hope they're in the car. This is all I'm telling you. Like, I hope they're in the car. And okay, it's fine. I, I, got, a, I got a newer model car. There's like a keypad on the side, right? And then I was like, and then I go, but I don't know the keypad number. And Christina's looking at me like, but it's in my phone somewhere. I just don't know where. And she's looking at me. She's like, are you, are you you're kidding me? Like, we're calling an Uber right now. Like, as soon as we get there, we're calling an Uber. We'll worry about your car later. We're calling an Uber. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, at least give me to my car and give me a chance to find it somewhere in the, you know, my phone. Luckily, we get there and I found it in an old Twitter message from four years ago. The keypad number to my car. As we get there, I magically find it in my phone. I type it in and open it up and go. I, I have the worst I would, fucking car. I would have been sweating bullets. Oh, I would have been in that Uber with. Yes, her. I would. Yeah, Uber. Yeah. I wouldn't even thought Uber about it. And your keys were in there. They were in there. They were actually sitting in the seat. So at that point, do you just break the window and just figure that's two hundred and fifty oh. bucks or whatever it is later? There were a lot of things crossing my mind at that point. Like she literally had the Uber app up and she's like, I'm hitting the button. I'm hitting the button. And I'm like, just let me get there. I got it. I know it's in here. I know it's in here. And like I said, I eventually found it right as we're getting to the car and we're lucky enough to punch it in and go. 
get in the car, take off to Hollywood Studios. Easy peasy, right? In my mind, this is easy. We got two rides left. Um, we run over to Star Tours. No wait. Walk right on. Um, okay, great. It's uh, about 11.30 right now. So I say we got there about 11. It's about right. We got there a little bit after 11. So at 11.30, we get over to, to Tower of Terror, our last ride. Just got to get in line. Got to get onto an elevator. Game over. So what I didn't know, and I'm glad I know now, is Extra Magic Hours Tower of Terror is 40 minutes. It's a 40-minute wait. Like, the line is almost out to the entry point. So we get in line, and we wait the 40 minutes, and, and obviously we, we ride the ride, and we succeed. But, I mean, just think about it. If, if, if Figment held me up another 20 minutes, this all becomes in doubt. So, luckily, you know, for the second time, two out of two times, I completed it along with my partner, Christina, and, and you know, the rest is history. And, and what about the uh, brothers? Did they complete as well? So they did. So there were two people, of, the, of all the people that started that day, two people finished. It was us and the brothers. The brothers finished about nine minutes behind me. Oh, well, congrats. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, um, I met the brothers for the first time that day, obviously, because they're from Nashville. And um, super nice guys. And, and one of them, we actually hung out the following Wednesday when a bunch more people were trying it, just walking around watching rides. And, you know, it just this kind of community. I've made friends, you know, obviously like you guys as well. I've made friends for life in this. Yeah, that it's awesome meeting people watching along. And I will say the uh, span from when you went into star tours to tower terror for those watching at home was like the longest amount of time without a tweet ever. It was. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I was... Refreshing, refreshing. We were, we had enough time to walk from soldier field back to our hotel in post-game crowds before, before you, you like, got through got Tower of Terror. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was... I, if all I'm praying is, please just stay open and let me sit down. Just let me and, sit down. And that's when armchair quarterback Derek was at home thinking, Kent, you should have just done Tower after, after Rock and Roller Coaster. I was saying it then, too. Trust me. I 100% was saying it. Um... Rock and Roller Coaster, just as I didn't mention this earlier for anybody that goes, during Extra Magic Hours, they don't make you watch the pre-show. Oh. Okay. That's a big difference from Tower then. Because Tower, you're right, with that pre-show adds a lot of time. Yep. So now that you made it through this run, you're a two-timer. What's next for you as far as Parkeology goes, the future of this challenge? Where do you see it going? How do you see it happening? What's your plans? So uh, Parkeology... The challenge is, um, it's a part of me now. Like, I, I can see myself 10 years from now still attempting this, even when Disney's at how many rides. Um, I'm super competitive with it, too. I think my, my next official goal is going to be when 49. When we get all 49 rides up, and then it's going to be later this year, probably November, December, by the time we get enough park hours to do it. But 49 is the next, the next big hurdle for me definitely the next big hurdle for me and i will run and i like i said i love it and i've met a lot of great friends i think this even in the years since i've got in this this kind of you know challenge and community it's grown tremendously mm -hmm. we're, we saw the wednesday after i ran on a friday the wednesday after that we had 18 teams come up to a starting line to start the day i mean that's and, and one that's team crazy. finished with one left they did 46 am i right so yeah so and actually two two great guys who were really good at this um yeah. 
Jeff Stamp and uh, Kenny the Pirate. If anybody's in the oh, Disney Kenny community, the Pirate. Yep, he's, you know? he's um he's super good guy. Um, I actually followed them along that day. I kind of played reporter on the street because I had huge yes. blisters on my feet. Um, so I followed around teams all day. So at the end of the night, the, I've never seen extra magic hours that busy at Magic Kingdom in my life. Like I mean, we're talking thirty minute waits for Astro Orbiter at like. 1230 1245 like it's crazy was it um, was it peter pan that they missed they missed peter pan so they got off astro orbiter which was uh, the lady operating it their issues so in this challenge like you don't control a lot you control what you can control but there was a miss operator that was sending elevators in front of them with empty just up to the top for astro orbiter she's literally sending them Rookie up and then coming back down with nobody in them because she just she was, I guess, learning, or she was there by herself. So eventually, enough other people that weren't associated with the challenge got onto this cast member and said, "You got to find somebody else to operate your ride. <laughs> like, you got to find." And so she ran upstairs and got someone to trade places with her to come down on Astro Orbiter. So finally, they get out of line. Kenny and Jeff um, get out of line, and they run over to Small World. Small World, sixteen minutes. They literally, you know, park closed at one. They walked off at Small World at one oh one p.m. Oh. and Peter Pan was closed. Yeah. Brutal. So so brutal. Close. That, I think that would be even worse to be one off. Oh, that would drive it, me crazy. It, it's devastating. Like this whole thing, and and I'm sure I'll experience. You know, I'm two for two, but I'm sure at some point I'll experience it. And I I, I hate losing more than I enjoy winning. So. I'll be so mad at, at myself for what could I have done differently or, you know, and to come that close and to be right there and literally you're across the street from the rope and it's just, they put it up and it's, you know, God bless them though. They're, they're two of the better, better guys in this game. All right. Well, 49, I'll be looking forward to it in December. Yeah. I will be following you closely and tweeting at you and uh, that'll be awesome. Maybe Doug and I someday. Someday. So definitely follow Kent. Um, why don't you tell everybody your Twitter handle? I don't think we've said that. We haven't. You can follow me at UCF Kent. Um, even if maybe running's not for you, the, as, as, as I think these guys will attest, our, our, this challenge is a heck of a lot of fun to sit at home and watch. It is. It is. The and, arms uh, expect this from home is so much fun. And then your Twitter handle, we got, I was promised I could get this. And you will. I, I knew I was going to go into this next for you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> go K. So your go Twitter for... handle is for, what, what does that stand for, for those that don't know? It stands for the University of Central Florida, the Knights, the national championship, uh, right. national, uh, defending national champions. Uh, 2017 oh, national champions. And their national champion coach is now Derek and I's coach. Scott Frost. Nebraska. So I would like to just take this moment to say thank you to all our Central Florida fan listeners for grooming him, allowing him to become ready to win national championships back here. And in for Harvard. all the new Husker fans like Kent. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I, I'll i have to send you something, Kent. You need some red. Or some of those, there's some really cool Scott Frost gonna, home yeah. shirts. and It's going to happen. I like it. Just be watching for it. I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy, man. I can just take a, a simple shirt with just the N on it. I, I'd actually rock that. Um, All right. The All right. sting of Scott Frost leaving isn't isn't as much as it was back in March. That was that oh, one stung a lot. He's he's going to the right school. You got to agree with that. 
I, I do. He went home, and, and I, I don't think anybody can fault him yeah. for going home at yeah. all. Like, it, and Bo Schimbeckler calls him, you got to go, right? All right. Well, since Kit is a second-time guest, we uh, do not do our lightning round for second-time guests. And I have finally come up with an adequate replacement for the lightning round for second, third, fourth-time guests. So they don't get to wriggle out of answering the tough questions. So we are going to do armchair imagineering. And your question for Armchair Imagineering is, if you could make one major change at ESPN Wild World Sports, what would it be? So I guess for my last episode, notorious, I'm notorious for giving two answers. Um, so I'm going to give you two here, one which I think is realistic and one might be pie in the sky. Um, I like pie. I'll start with pie. Pie in the sky is there's a lot of land. It's a beautiful facility. It's a destination. Can we not figure out how to put a major sports team there, like yes. the Tampa Bay Rays, yes. please? Agreed. I know that's never going to happen, but it's the perfect middle ground before between Tampa and kind of downtown Orlando, a little closer to Orlando, but not bad from Tampa. I think it'll draw better. There's the hotels for it. It's a destination. There's parking for it. There's going to be road. The roads are going to be better now that with all the Star yeah. Wars construction. I would love to see a Major League Baseball team or some other major sports program come in and occupy that space year-round. Yeah, I that would have been fast. I was hoping Orlando City would have built there instead of on the border of just where you don't want to venture into on the wrong side of the stadium to get your Uber like I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was we. Uh, my son saw some things on some uh, – <laughs> Front porches that he is now starting to understand uh, about six months later. <laughs> Therapy in ten years will fix all of that. Oh yes. Okay. What was the? And then the thing? last kind of realistic one, which I think this community could really use and want to draw, is uh, I, I think they need like a an Olympic um, size uh, aquatic facility there. Oh. I think yeah. it's another sport that they don't really touch that could draw from all over the country and could get some, some big name events in there. So an Olympic aquatic facility, I think whether it be diving, water polo, swimming, of course, uh, synchro swimming, there's a lot of stuff that I think there'd be a market for down here. Oh yeah. That pay for itself really quick. You yeah. really would. I agree. Great. And I asked that question in particular because we mentioned how competitive you are throughout the yeah. show. So that's why we went ESPN. So, all right. Well, I'm going to ask a follow-up because I'm curious. Now that you've done all 47 attractions, roughly, not the two that were down, out of those 47, what is one that you think definitely needs to be replaced slash upgraded and one that you think it's it's time to go completely? I'm sure you're thinking about this stuff when you're sitting on those 20-minute attractions. Yes. Um, so, obviously, there are some that I would never touch. And then there are some that, like, to me, I'm just are, are a complete waste. Um, I kind of have a 1A and 1B. 1A is figment. It's time, guys. It's just time. Mm -hmm. you got to let it go. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. got to let it go. Um, my second one and for whatever reason, I have no idea why I picked this one, but it's 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 Star Tours. Like, I appreciate it. It's good. I enjoy it. But you're about to open up something that's going to be 100 times better, and it's going to be not even in the same area. Yeah. It's time. Hey, let it go. It can't have a long. Yeah. 
I think it's short lived after yep. it opened. A couple years. Although, it may stay open just for crowds purposes. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Maybe they'll just retool it and put Body Wars back in there. Makes total sense. Body Wars. Not, a, not at all. Never mind. We need to get that splinter out. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Kent, for coming on to the show. And this will not be your last time on Rope Drop Radio. We're planning on having you back on in October talking Universal Horror Nights. Yeah, it's Halloween. A, a Halloween. Night. Halloween. Sorry, oh, at Universal Derek. Studios. Universal Halloween Horror Nights to me is is the greatest Halloween Halloween event that I go to. I've been to most of them, especially in Florida and even out in California. And it's the premier event. I go way more than I should. Um, my family members would definitely tell you he goes way too much. So I'm excited, actually more excited to talk to you about that than anything. Wow. More excited than the challenge. That I don't to talk about. Not to run, talk, to <laughs> talk about. Oh, okay. Okay, to talk about. All right, all right. Sounds good. Well, why don't you give all the Twitter handles for everybody again one more time? So I'm going to give you – there's three main ones out there, guys. Uh, it's at UCF Kent is me. Please go follow me. The other one is my running partner. She um, has a, a big following. She does a lot of more kind of Disney stuff from the Disney bounding and the Epic Disney Adventures. So go follow her at Epic underscore Disney. They also have a Facebook group, Epic Disney Escapes. Go follow them. And then finally, Parkeology, the at Parkeology, the creators of this challenge. Without them, none of us are doing this, and definitely aren't doing this to where I get to talk on a podcast for over an hour. So, again, please just go follow those. We're all enjoyment, so I hopefully you enjoy it. And we'll absolutely put all those in the show notes. Maybe one day we can have the Parkeology guys even on because coming up with this idea first off blows my mind, and now. More than ever, Doug, I think you and I need to plan a trip. Maybe not this year. Maybe it's next year. But we will give it the old college try. We'll give it the old UCF try. I took a lot of naps in college, Derek. Is there a time in the schedule for naps in a Dole Whip? Maybe. I don't know. Cause we should do a snack, 47 snack challenge for you. Okay. You can, uh, can do that. You can mobile order that Dole Whip along yeah. the way. That's yeah, you right. just got you got to run by. They like kind of throw it to you. You eat it in line, mm-hmm. or I you guess you can't it. eat it yeah. in line. You got to eat it outside of line. So between right. jungle and pirates, yeah, yeah. Right as you're getting on those those carpets, you just grab it right there. Mm-hmm. There you go. All, All right. right, I can do that then. All right, we're in. We'll figure it out. So until then, uh, thank you again, Kent, for being on the show, and thank you everyone who's listening and following along. It's a lot of fun. Go check it out online and be sure to follow Kent for all of his upcoming runs. Uh, real quick, is there a run coming up anytime soon? Not just for you, but in general? Um, there are a bunch of people trying throughout August. Um, we're just about to hit the 48 mark, even though Riverboat's still down. 48's coming. So there are going to be a lot of people trying starting the August 1st, which was which is just passed. So... There are plenty of people trying right now. There are always people trying. Even if it's not 48, there's always 47. And it's a ton of sit, ton of fun just to sit home and watch. And if and you yeah. want to give it the old try, be sure to talk to Michelle McKnight, and she can hook you up with the right resort and help you with that $10 fake reservation to the contemporary to wave. Yeah, don't take the Mickey's breakfast from a kid. At least you took the uh, wave from someone else. So thank you, Kent, for that one. But she can definitely help you out with all the reservations and some planning with that too. And be sure to talk to Kent. 
And Michelle, her email will be in the show notes, so let her give you a free quote. And also, if you're following Kent on Twitter, why not follow us at Rope Drop Radio and be sure to look out for Facebook and now Instagram posts that we're doing. Mm. We're now on Instagram, Doug. Um, Samantha told me I am too old to be on Instagram, and I may agree with her a bit, but we're going to try. For the record, I have over double the followers on Instagram than I do Twitter, but I like you Twitter. You are younger than me. That's true. That's and why. and an yeah. inch shorter that we joked around about off yeah. air with Kent, who's like, <laughs> Doug Seven and I put tall? together equal Kent's height. Maybe. So if we ever get together, oh, I'll have. get on your shoulders and we'll we'll see eye to eye that way. Yep. Anyway, thank you again so much for listening. For Doug and Kent, this has been Rope Drop Radio.